I'm Luke. And I'm Jason. We're the guys from that film shoot, and this is our latest review, Creed 3. Directed by and starring Michael B. Jordan, Creed 3 is the sports drama film which serves as the sequel to Creed 2 from 2018, the third film in the Creed series, and the overall ninth installment in the Rocky franchise. The movie is in cinemas now, and thanks to Warner Brothers Pictures, we were able to attend the Perth premiere. But if you haven't watched Creed 3 yet and you want to, go watch it first before listening to our full review. We will be talking spoilers. Before we get into it, make sure you subscribe and download this podcast on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, wherever you can find us, and feel free to leave us a review. And follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as That Film Street Podcast. So Jason, what is Creed 3 about? After dominating the boxing world, Adonis Creed, played once again by Michael B. Jordan, has been thriving in both his career and family life. When a childhood friend and former boxing prodigy, Damien, played by Jonathan Majors, resurfaces after serving a long sentence in prison, he is eager to prove that he deserves his shot in the ring. The face-off between former friends is more than just a fight. To settle the score, Adonis must put his future on the line to battle Damien, a fighter who has nothing to lose. This is a long-running franchise. What started with six Rocky films, technically Rocky Nine, but in reality, Creed Three. So this is a franchise that has been going since the 70s. And... Yeah, not really knowing what we were going to get with this one. Directorial debut of star Michael B. Jordan, also a producer on this film. This being the first Rocky, I say Rocky adjacent or Rocky film without Sylvester Stallone. He was in Creed 1. He was in Creed 2. Behind the scenes, there's reasons why... Stallone chose not to be involved. Something with the producers. And I think he didn't like maybe it was the first draft of this film. But I've got to be honest, like, I mean, Sylvester Stallone, Rocky Balboa, like, this is, or what started as his franchise, it does make story sense for Adonis Creed not to have. Rocky to lean on in this film because although I like them together they had great chemistry in that first Creed film, the second one and there's something from Adonis's past here which is really personal to him, so it really makes the character seem more that he's able to stand up for himself but yeah, no Stallone in this one, so what, what were your thoughts going in on this? Um, well, it's worth, it's, it's worth noting that Stallone still has a producer credit. And of course, that can mean all sorts of things, but the credit still stands. His name is on the movie in some capacity. Um, but look, the, you know, like, we, you know, we, we know we've both enjoyed, you know, the, the Rocky franchise, but with these Creed films, like that first one that came out, big surprise, um, you know, was moderately successful, but was a pretty damn good film in itself. And people have to remember, a lot of people think of the Rocky movies as, you know, they get a little bit goofy towards the the middle there, um, you know, a little silly, a little cheesy. But it's like the first movie won Best Picture. Like that's the type of caliber that we're talking about with this franchise. Like these are quality, real films. Um, and that first Creed movie, 
just fantastic. Um, and it was it was a character that wasn't Rocky that we were invested in enough to be like, cool, yeah, let's give us more. Look, the second movie wasn't up to par on that first one, but still a pretty decent film. So I was I was pumped for this. I was pumped for this third installment. Um, you know, yeah, yeah. There's a there's something a little bit missing with not having Rocky in the film, not having Stallone. But what this movie does, it allows the Creed character to allows this i guess this branch tangent of of the series to step away from the rocky balboa shadow to step out of that shadow and be its own thing to the point where at not any at not one point during this movie was i like ah where's rocky he should be there i mean look it would have been nice to maybe see a photo of him or something or maybe a little remark that aside the movie didn't need him and no point did the character Mm. need to be like I've got to call Rocky and get his advice or something. Again, might have been nice. Would have I wouldn't have been against it, but it didn't need it at all. Um, I've been hearing people saying like, like uh, you know, like oh, this is this is a personal story, but the stuff that happened in the second movie was more personal. It was the the son of the guy who killed his dad. It was like it was a guy he's never met, the son of a guy he also never met who killed his dad, who he also never met. Look, there's a connection there, but no, this is a... This is this, this is more personal. This is more personal. This introduces what you... a childhood yes. friend. There's more backstory to to Adonis's past, um, his upbringing, his time, you know, in the, you know, like in the system before, you know, he was taken in by his estranged father's wife who became his mother you know, it's a whole thing. I had to re- fully remember his. I didn't do any rewatch, and as I was watching, the movie, I, I, was I did a full. Who's this one? I did, yeah, <laughs> I did a full rewatch. Yeah, not, not his biological mom. It was a whole thing. It was a whole thing. But I was like, yeah, I I'm knew, up, I'm up. I knew going in. So no, yeah, no, no Rocky, but Rocky's mentioned. There, it's very much the world of Rocky. I mean, the actor back, the actor is back reprising the role of Victor Drago, which was really good. So it does still feel a part of those other films. But my. My concern going in, just based on the trailers, it's kind of like we know who Adonis Creed is from those first two movies. And then in his third movie, they're going to be like, oh, by the way, and then they're going to shoehorn this whole mm-hmm. other character into the film. Which they absolutely do. Like, it is shoehorned. It is shoehorned, but do you know what? But do they shoehorn it well? Oh, it works. It It, it absolutely it- works. Michael B. Jordan mentioning that, you know, it's his directorial debut and he does a very good job here. He's a great actor. I'll say it. He is a great actor. And having Jonathan Majors come in as Damien Dame Anderson, just as good, if not better. There's something about Jonathan Majors. He's having an absolute moment on screen. I've not seen a bad performance from this guy. He's always got such a presence and outside of his films, like just in interviews that the guy just comes across like the nicest guy, just so sincere. And, um, and he's an actor. He just wants to act. So he just wants to work on his craft. And that's what I get from, from him. Lovecraft country or County or whatever that was. He's what we've seen of him as Kang in the MCU. This like he is. He's doing stuff and he's doing it well. And I know he's done other things, but they're the main. He has, yeah. I watched him just before this in a Netflix film 
Devotion, uh, fighter pilot. He was really good in that. I've not seen this guy turn in a bad performance. So, yes, yeah, so based on the trailers, it's like, oh, okay, so they're going to shoehorn something in. And I just say that that is literally what they did. <laughs> but the writing, the performances, like you completely buy that these guys know each other. And it, it's not just Michael B. Jordan and Jonathan Majors. So we're getting to see them as kids first. We're getting to see Thaddeus J. Mixon as 15-year-old Adonis and Spence Moore II as 18-year-old Damian Dame Anderson. And it's important to note because that's showing what happened in the past and it's kind of what they touched on but never shown in those previous Creed films that when Adonis was in those homes, that what he actually went through and we're getting to see it here for the first time. But that's the thing, like there's such this like missing pocket of of ambiguous information that sort of there's enough implied that you sort of you could fill in the gaps for the character, but then there's like there's more specifics and here are the specifics and bleh, here's a spot out character linked into that and, and and that all works. Where things and it's not a major thing because look, at this point I'm just in it for the ride, but look, this movie is fairly grounded for the most part the realism you know like that kind of uh those sensibilities there which is which is great i mean the the general plot though with um you know with the dame character and how it's sort of like look he had a past with his with boxing and stuff and he obviously proved that he had skill and stuff so it's not completely unrealistic but just the way that he ends up sort of taking the champion title and that just sort of happening I found myself having to really suspend all senses of. What <laughs> do you though? But do you really? Because we're not talking boxing here. We're talking Rocky boxing. The the <laughs> shots yeah. that Damien gets, it's exactly it's the, the same, same thing Rocky, that happened right? with Rocky. I mean, that's it. And, and he's that's an older guy. So he, yeah. Outside of a Rocky film, I'd be scrutinizing this. I absolutely would be, but it's literally well, I mean, you mentioned in the it, match, that first one won the Academy and Award, mm. and they're using that same beat here. So it it, it works for me because like, okay, we've we've established I mean, I we guess... know there's no Stallone in this film, so Rocky's not actually in it. But what this oh, movie is present and his history, <laughs> yeah. So where where to believe you know Damien, although he's a tough upbringing, he's been in prison. But he's a Rocky type, at least to begin with, although we've all seen the trailers. We know that he's the villain. But he's a Rocky type. He's an older guy. He's past it, but he's going to get given a shot. So for me, this is part Rocky Balboa, but we know he's going to be a villain. So I'm getting Mr. T, Clubber Lang from him, and the intensity <laughs> that he's bringing in the ring. But this movie still did surprise me. Like When Adonis goes to confront him on the beach, he's like, I know what you've done. And with no fear of consequence, Damien hits him, knocks him down, and everyone's there. They've got guns, they're drinking, they're hanging out on the beach, and it's like, oh, this is like, is in bad territory here. He needs a montage so he can get in shape for the final <laughs> fight. There's, you, you go with it. It's, it's Rocky yeah, logic. You've still got the Rocky tropes and the, you, you do the montage. But, I'm along for know, the ride for most of it, but I've got to be honest, right? There is. I'm I've sat there I'm at the movies and I'm watching it and there's a moment in the film and it was a very negative thing for me and I just said out loud to myself 
oh fuck because i because up until that point even you know i was accepting all of the rocky logic and i was going with it and i was buying everything there's a moment in this film and it's i don't know how severe but it's absolutely going to affect my rating i disliked it that much and I, and i'll tell you now it's the second to final round in the ring adonis in the damien the boxing match oh like when when it becomes oh like mate. isolated oh, into hate it with a passion oh do you know what when he's get when he gets no. punched and his back hits the bars and it's them two and then there's nobody else there watching it and and i i get it completely i get it artistic flair and whatever else but we keep or i keep mentioning it the rocky logic i can go with it rocky logic Right there, that is the first and for me only real example because Stallone has said that he doesn't like some of the um, like story choices or how gritty the film is, and like he doesn't like to see his heroes get beaten down as much as what we see in this film. But I can go along with all of it as being right, Rocky Logic, that's fine. But what they're doing in that ring, because no, you need the audience. You need people watching it. And I've got to be honest, like it gets a bit free and loose with what's really happening, what's the stakes. So we're, in, we're inside. I get it. There's nobody else there. Because although Damien wants to be champ, what he really wants to do is beat Adonis. Like he was blaming him for all those years that he spent inside. But when they went all, and I'm going to say anime, like this has been said a lot, like uh, B. Jordan is love of anime and some of the fight scenes were choreographed based, based on some of the punches that were thrown, some fight scenes, whether it's Naruto, Dragon Ball Z, whatever. I mean, the shorts that he's wearing in the film were modeled after the Akira jacket. So there is the anime influences, but the bid in the ring, hated it with an absolute passion when he got to the final round and it went back to them being in the room with the crowd i was back on board and i've got a feeling you've got a different opinion i mean look like you're not wrong about like some of the some of the fight sequences when they're in and even from the opening scene like there is a heavy use of cgi within within the fights and and that's okay because that way you get to show some heavier blows, which you normally wouldn't do on, on your actual actors because that'd just be insane. But there are some moments, yeah, very anime style where it's like someone will get punched right in the guts. I think it was Adonis that has it. And it's like, it's almost as if, is that arm hand going to like go through his body? But I was okay like, with an that. Anime, it probably would. But then it's like, it is a little bit overproduced and it's a bit glossy and you're like, eh, get back to like just the grittiness. Um, but there is a bit of a rough, you know, thing with the character. There's a bit more violence they're sort of showing through his aggressive fighting uh dane i'm talking about but look in this movie there's enough normal boxing ring stuff whether it's during training or actual matches with the crowd all that kind of stuff this isn't what you're referring to as an isolated thing that, that only lasts a few minutes um no it doesn't and i think it's a it, it, well, maybe it, sorry, it probably felt longer. It, it's, it probably felt longer. Mm. No, but it, it's definitely an isolated thing, and it it is within the. I mean, look, we're talking like there's like twelve rounds or whatever it is in that in that final in that final. Not, not that we see them all. I think this works. This does work for me. Again, yeah, it's artistic flair, and it might be a little artsy fartsy. But look, you've got these two characters, and because of their personal connection, 
right? And obviously the drama that's swelling and the fact that it it's it's sort of like when they're there in the fight, what they're doing, and whether it's in Adonis's mind or or uh, Damien's mind, whatever it doesn't. It doesn't I think it's a, it, uh, my takeaway. It, it's both of them. Like for, for them, what they're doing is nobody else. There. They're like, yeah, it's 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 not about the crowd. It's not about the title. Nothing. Even though I, I know exactly what they're doing. I just yeah. hate it. Hated it. I think if they ended the fight within that sphere, that would have sucked. But they started and it was normal and they went into that and it was like, cool, we got to just experience a bit more of a quieter, slower, intimate thing. I don't know. It really worked for me. The more we're talking and about it. And then they it, came out of it. Then they the came more out we're talking it, about it, back to the... The, more, the more I'm disliking it, if I'm honest, a lot. <laughs> like disliking it a lot because it's the it second dwelling. to final round. No, nah, come on. It's the second to final round. And until that final round, you don't know what's happening because you're seeing from their perspective, Punches are thrown, but they're not reacting to it, and you're not seeing the damage as if it was a real fight. It's not that final round that you okay. So let me get my bearings and see what's going on. I could see from the get go exactly as, what Jordan I took it was as doing. Everything that was happening in there was that was them fighting because nobody was, but, nobody was, but with creative flair. So you're not seeing like normally close, bloody, sweaty. That's what fight scenes are like in. Rocky films, and it's what it had been like in Creed 1, Creed 2, Creed 3, minus that one round. Again, I get it. This was a personal thing for both characters. I can see what they were doing. It just really took me out of the film. And I think the reason why it bothered me so much, not just the fact that it really sticks out from any other Rocky or Creed film, it's the fact that up until that film, I was loving, or until that moment, should I say, I was loving every (laughs) single minute. I was I was great. I was loving it. I was thinking, holy That's shit, this end. is this is amazing. This is great. And then that happened. I'm like, what is happening? Talk me out of it completely. Did not I hate See, it? Like, and here I'm still stuck on the fact that it's like when when Dame's doing his the fight where he you know he, he wins and becomes champion. It's like all the illegal moves that he was doing. There's no chance in hell if this was happening. For real, that he wouldn't have been disqualified, and that's but it. I mean, and he look, was, and he was fighting Felix. Outside. Felix was said to be the champ. What I do like, I mean, we are very familiar with Jonathan Major, so we know the guy is in great shape. He's a big guy, but they waited until quite far into the movie until he took his top off, which I thought was a good call <laughs> because he would know him to be like, because you know, the other character was this older guy, older guy. He's even older than Adonis. And he's in the ring, but he's always wearing baggy, sweaty jumpers. Like, and you don't see until he's actually getting to fight properly how in shape Majors actually is. So I thought that was a good reveal for the film. One aspect of this of this film, like, again, like a, a really big pro factor of of these films is its characters and. Yeah, I mean, like the the movie is nothing without its characters, and we're picking up where we left off with with Adonis, um, with Bianca, Bianca, whatever, however you say, however you say it, the American way of saying it, um, and like their family that they've that they started, you know, like had the baby in the in the second film. Now we've got, you know, she's a she's a young girl now. We're continuing the you know the the hearing loss sort of storyline through Bianca's character but now we've got you know a deaf daughter there was 
I don't know. There was a, a lot of there was a, a lot of nice stuff there with the with the family element. Um, also quite nice, cute as well. Like leading into it, I'm not sure how I feel about it. the end. It's sort of setting up. It's like are they are they thinking of having the daughter grow up to be like you know like the next? <laughs> yeah, like maybe the next maybe like, are they doing something like that? Five more <laughs> movies down the let's, line. Um, we'll see. Let's pull it back. Tessa Thompson back here once again, excellent, just like she was in those first two movies. What her character's going through, and Damien being a bit of a dick, like he knows, but he's like he's having a jab anyway. And he's like, Hey, performing live, you know, you're kind of missing out on something. How do you feel about somebody else performing on a song that you wrote and produced? And it's something she's it had... in a way where it's where it's almost like he was bonding with her. Yeah, I know, but he was like, we knew he was having a go the whole time he was having no, for a go. Sure. Yeah. No, but it's just it's just so clever how he's but what doing she's it, like having to give up across as a dick. It's it's weird. Well, she, no, she knew. She got up and left. Like she knew what he was doing. But she's had to give up something that she loves, like her passion, like because she doesn't want to lose whatever hearing she has left. And then as you say, you know, we're being introduced to um amara is now older played here by mila davis ken i thought she was absolutely adorable i loved every minute of her screen time i thought she was excellent we got to see what she was going through at school at a deaf school and she's being picked on that other kids tearing up a picture she punches her she gets in trouble and then adonis is like i didn't kind of think that'd happen i mean going to that kind of school and you know, Bianca's like, well, what do you mean? Like, they're still kids. Like, you're still going to get good kids, bad kids. But that was all very interesting. But I'm with you. I got next Karate Kid vibes at the end. <laughs> we found early on in the film that like, she's seen every one of his fights. And similar to how he was learning to box by watching his dad in that first movie, she's been doing it as well. Um, but she's kind of, like, by the end, allowed to. And she's, like, practicing and training with her dad, which I thought was very sweet but whether this is it whether we just get three creed films and then years from now if they give us an amara, amara creed film, i'd be i'd be okay with that that's something very different to what we've seen before but i've got a feeling creed 3 isn't gonna be the last that we see of adonis creed to be honest hey look the i mean the box office if it's if the trajectory is up which it has been thus far the third movie could do the same thing we'll We'll see it. Um, you know, like with with Bianca and um and Dame. Look, there were moments in the movie where I I'm glad they didn't go down this route, but I was fearful that and this would have created a lot more intensity in terms of the relationship and stuff. If I don't know, it, it seemed to imply that where the direction was going was that Dame was going to maybe do something uncouth. To Bianca, maybe have her in a in a situation or attack her in some way aggressively, forcefully. You know what I mean? In that kind of you know, with the with the sort of the look, the glances that he was he was giving it. But obviously, it was more of a like you said, how can I manipulate this situation? How can I or or a, I want what he has, and not in terms yeah. of her personally, but just like. The wife, the life, the house, the car, and that's it. I never, I never thought she was physically in danger, but yeah, but it was definitely coming after Creed and and what he's got because he was obviously jealous of that. Um, yeah, but it definitely would have been an interesting sort of angle to well direction to to go down with with the Adonis. Like I said, like he's 
we didn't know the character. Like we didn't know him at, at that point and obviously what they were showing us, it, we were, it was unfolding, learning about how, how dark of a character this was. And I, I just didn't know how far they were gonna, gonna push it. And it could have gotten, gotten creepy and it could have delved more into the drama kind of stuff, but maybe it would have gotten a bit icky and less fun. We can't have too much drama. <laughs> but that that's the I mean, it's still a I'm it's still I know, heavy. I know it's, well, yeah, it is, but I was gonna say but it's although it's darker than a lot of the Rocky slash Creed films, it is still fitting in that world. So they they couldn't go too far. I think they went further I mean, they went far enough with it and and it works. Yeah. And again, like the the character Damien, like he, he does pose a threat. And because of that, again, I don't want to get that f- close to final boxing scene <laughs> again, but we don't necessarily know how this film's going to end. Like, watch Rocky 1, Creed wins. Rocky 2, he wins that. But it's not a given that the hero is going to win the end fight in these films. No, that's it. Like, you don't know with these movies. That's the thing. But I was glad that he did. I was glad that I was pretty. Creed... I was pretty confident he was. Yeah, I mean, I mean, after we got out of that bloody dream sequence, <laughs> when we got to the the you final final round, even even when it was all said and done, again, we still didn't know the limitations of of Dame's character and and what kind of what kind of person he really was. There was a sense of like after you know after the final blow, like. You know, Adonis has been crowned champion again. Could could Dame sort of from out of nowhere, you know, come out from behind him, try and crack him in the head, you know, do something aggressive? Well, I don't know. Like, I just had this feeling. I was like, oh, there's going to be something a little bit more with the character. But they then, ended it the right way, though. Whereas ended peacefully. They yeah, they did. Whereas they, they just two old friends from childhood and sat there and it's like it, you're not to blame and i'm not to blame either like you know they, they had that moment of therapy together it's 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 interesting but because like like i keep in the names all model but like dame you know dame is obviously resentful because you know adonis never reached out to him they you know they, he was never there so he, he basically disappeared at any point though during this movie adonis could have said you know, once he found out adonis could have told Dame, hey, look, my mom's shown me the like all the letters you sent me. She actually, she's withheld them from me. I didn't know you wrote to me. I know it's not an excuse, but you know that would have helped a little bit with diffusing the tension. Just saying, but it's but, it's not. I know, but it's not just that. Is it like Adonis never reached out initially anyway? Like the whole exactly. reason, like I said, I mean, it would have helped though. I mean, to be helped. fair, it was. The straw that broke the camel's back. Like up until that point, what happened with Dame pulling the gun and the police? That was like the final thing that he'd done to get him locked up. It wasn't the only thing that he'd done, but still, he got caught trying to protect Adonis. So you know, Adonis owned it. Like it was, it was a shitty friend thing to do. But then, yeah, he didn't see all those letters. His mum was trying to protect him from from that life. And again, with the you know, with with the mum character, um, Mary Ann, like once again played by uh, Felicia Rashad, like we're talking about this movie and the characters and the importance of their relationships and and those dynamics and 
it's just just some of the scenes just Adonis and his mum whether it's they're just having a conversation whether it's over the phone in the kitchen you know like I was about to say like in bed but you know, without context that sounds kind of strange we've all you know, seen when the she's film. obviously <laughs> when she's unwell then she's in bed <laughs> and then he's talking about you know like he's been like, i'm so sorry like this following the scene after he basically yelled at her and was like you know like i was never treated like you know like your actual son blah 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 and it's you know there's so many dynamics there and you're, you're bringing over all the baggage from the first two movies that you know you got to know these characters and things get heated and it's like the drama part of this movie really does deliver and it's just it's just good performances and it's just i feel like that's just the driving force yeah you've got the boxing and you can never i never end a in a in a, end a rocky or creed movie without even though someone would just knock me down but i just always want to punch someone like i just always want to just get into a row and just like start biffing on i know that's a ridiculous statement if you've ever actually met me in person you know that's so silly but that's I get, what mate, honestly they i pump get it. you up and they get your testosterone like i get it which i surprisingly have it's crazy. Whenever but the I... characters and the story <laughs> yeah. trump all of that, even they though I, I still want to like row with someone, it's like that was a good story that I was invested in the entire time with these characters that I believed, yep. except for those small moments in the ring where you definitely should have been disqualified. But besides that, it's all good. <laughs> yeah, but I was going to say like the feeling you get watching a Rocky film, I get a similar feeling whenever I watch a Fast and the Furious movie at the cinema. And I just like just I imagine just, just driving home out. fast and listening to music and yeah, and that's that. the part. Yeah, that feeling and actually music. I mean, Rocky. Yes, there's boxing, but the music it. is often just as as important. And I've got to be honest, like when when you get the final round in this film, and at first it caught me off guard because I thought it was a riff on "Gonna Fly Now," but they're actually reaching back to. Creed, which had his own, like they created a signature theme for Adonis Creed very early on, which is carried on throughout the whole films, and it and it is kind of similar to the Gonna Fly now, but it is his own theme originally. And that first movie it was uh, Ludwig Göransson. I'm pretty sure he did the score there. This movie is Joseph Shirley. Before this, he'd done The Book of Boba Fett, and. Yeah, like really enjoying the score here. And, you know, like songs like in the later Rocky films, we've got cheesy 80s songs at <laughs> like Heart on Fire and all of that. But what I found when doing prep online, during the training montage, a lyric in the song mentions the Marvel location Wakanda, which I thought was pretty I what, that's interesting. In oh, the there you go. Then you noticed it and I found in the film. I just found it really distracting because in a quick instant for a few seconds, I was reminded that this was a movie and these are actors that have appeared in something else. And then my mind just went on this little journey and it just took me out for just probably the remainder of that montage. But then I was well, like, this, this it, is the film that the first movie was directed did. by Ryan Coogler, the director of Black Panther. And, and the second. Yeah, and the second. And Ryan Coogler is a producer on this movie. I believe his brother was one of the writers on this film. But then the stars of this movie, you know, we're talking Killmonger, Valkyrie, Kang. (laughs) There you go. It is very Marvel heavy. It's it's, Sylvester Stallone. 
Guardians Volume Two. So there you go. There we go. But he's not in this one. <laughs> he is not. I feel. I feel like I had a. Oh, we're talking music. I was like, I had another point. Oh, sorry. The music. Do you know? What? I'm always. Uh, I'm always being stickler for like. Hey, if it's not your theme, don't bloody use it. Whether it's you know like, you know, is it the correct Batman? Is it the correct Superman? Is it you know? Is this Jurassic World movie worthy of the John Williams Jurassic Park score? <laughs> I don't know. Um, but in this. You know, like, there's just moments where I'm just like, I don't care. Play the Rocky theme. I don't give a shit. I want to hear it. I want to hear it, and it'll fit, and I'm okay with it. I just, I don't know. I feel like I feel like these movies earned it enough where I'm just like, yeah, you can play it. I'm not going to be mad because it would just feel good. And, you know, like, when the when the final fight's all said and done, there's a slow version of, like, of the of the melody of, you know, like, the, the Rocky theme. And it's... And it right. I thought it, and I... I was like, Right, so the dude. No, it I is there. Right, it is there. I thought I was remembering like... it incorrectly, and I even like listened to the score on like Spotify, and it yeah, and there yeah. it was more of a yeah, ah. like it's it's probably even slower than that. But like, right. it's I thought I heard it in the film, and then I was looking online yeah. afterwards. I could find no reference to it, so that's why I listened to the score, and I couldn't hear it there. Well, it's probably it's. You know, if you're looking at track listings of like the scores for the movie, like it's probably incorporated within another thing. Like obviously, like a a piece that's. I need to go back and look again. So I found the track thing. that I thought that it featured in, but it was it was more of like a slow burn of the Adonis thing. But anyway, mm. I remembered but it being it, the the Rocky theme in the cinema. The though. Adonis theme, I, you know, it takes it takes like influence from. The music it does. That came before, so yeah. it's, it's, it that's all. Yeah, that's all part of the same thing. But again, like I think, just fully, even like over the montage, even like you know, like the the music works for the characters and all that. Like the song, just take the montage. Put that. What's the name of the track? I'm I'm terrible with that. The I mean, you said it a couple of times the Rocky. Uh, gonna fly now. Gonna fly. I always say like learn to fly or something. Yeah, <laughs> gonna fly now. If they just <laughs> you replace that, and it's like montage 10 times better just automatically but again it's it's not his music so i get it it makes sense it does but, but it, it did it did pass the torch though so it kind of like it do you know what it i mean it trained work, him right? absolutely yeah. and i'm a sucker for it so let's it's a, it's a good piece of music yeah and then I you had it. creed and then in a later film after creed's passing rocky wore creed shorts and he gave those shorts to adonis so it does work like if they can wear each other's shorts they can use each other's thing that's a weird thing to say, but it makes perfect sense. <laughs> and I'm all for it. You look stunned. Oh, no, I said a weird thing, but it made sense in my yeah, head. Well, you have. You have, but it's but it's truth. <laughs> so go for it. Well, all right, then. If you're going to rate Creed 3 out of 5. Oh, it's close, man. It is close. This is a great film. This is a great film. Um, like I said, the characters, the story, the moments where you where you just go with it because you, you got to. Um, it's easy to do. Like you know, there's silly there's silly things in it, but it's all right. You push her, and it's it's not major. It's not major. Jonathan Major though. Um, fantastic addition to. To this, I love how what this movie does is that it proves that it can stand alone, out of the shadow of of the Rocky franchise, um, for a third installment in a in a in a series kind of like 
pretty good. Like if this was a trilogy, this would be one of the better third films in, in that line. But of course, even as a ninth movie in a franchise, like how is how are these movies so strong? Like like they're doing it, they're doing it right. Um, but definitely not a perfect movie, but just so close. I'm gonna I'm gonna come in with a generous 4.5 out of five. It's almost there. It's almost there. I had a good time. Honestly, as I was watching this movie, I felt like, and I was really surprised by this, again, whether it's Creed 3, Rocky 9, I could feel this movie soaring to a five. I was like, wow, I'm loving all of this. And then I hit a brick wall with that boxing scene. I really did. All those boxing sequences, the, what was it, the 11th round? So it was before the final round. It, It really... It it stopped me in my tracks. It really took me out of the film. I was loving everything up until that point. What comes after? You know, I'm on board with that. I mean, having a great foe in Dame, I thought he was excellent. Jonathan Majors, so good in this. And really impressed to think that not only is Michael B. Jordan the star of Adonis Creed, he's also directing this film as well, which is no small feat. But I'm not going to come in as high as you. And I feel like before we start talking about that boxing scene, maybe I was sitting at a 4.5, but <laughs> I found myself, as we talked about it, getting more frustrated. I'm going to come in at a four out of five, but this is a really good film. It really is. Unfortunately, that that boxing scene didn't work for me, worked for you more than it did for me, but it's a really good film. It is a really good film. And again, whether it's Rocky Nine, Creed Three, that is really impressive. Like if they were to announce Creed Four, absolutely I'm there. If they wanted to wait a few years, a Marvel Creed, I'd watch that too. Yeah, I had a good time with this movie. Um I I, I can't stress enough how much I disliked that sequence in the ring with the bars and the Fog and ah, hate it. But anyway, there we go. That maybe maybe I'm second our... viewing. Might work better. I'm just saying. As you were, I'll say that again. Say again. Maybe on second viewing, it might play better for you. Might not. I don't be think as... it will. I don't think it will. Jarring. I feel like what I might do when that happens, I won't pause it. I'll leave the room. Wait until it's over. Come back. I really. I don't want to see it again. <laughs> I want to see the film again. I just don't want to see all that nonsense again. Anyway, I'm sure I'm in the minority. (laughs) That's it for our review of Creed 3. If you haven't already, check out our other shows, Rewind and Review and Sounds Like Comics. Each of those shows have their own Facebook pages. If you missed it, be sure to check out our recent reviews of Cocaine Bear and Legion of Superheroes. And stay tuned for our upcoming review of The Whale. You've been listening to Luke. And you've been listening to Jason. Where the guys from that film stew, see you soon.